0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me from a socially acceptable distance is Derry Field Head Coach Chris Hettler. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Joe, I'm doing well. I mean, we've got had a couple days since uh, the last time we talked and gotten over the uh, the initial disappointment of not having a season. But doing okay. I imagine, there.
0: yeah, we're, we're kind of, what, maybe moving through the stages of grief going through a bit of denial and a bit of, uh, anger and, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't remember what all of them are, but we've (laughs) got to be somewhere in there. Maybe, maybe we're getting close to acceptance. Uh, well
1: I told my boys to take the day and realistically it was take the weekend and, you know, feel sorry for yourself if you want to, but then, you know, it's time to get back to work after that. And, uh, you know, there will be lacrosse again and hopefully there will be lacrosse this summer. And, you know, like we've talked about in other podcasts, I, I challenged the seniors and said, you know, do you wanna come back to a program that you're proud of? And they all do. And so we're gonna we're gonna continue to work uh we actually we split the team up into uh into four different teams and we've got workout groups we've got wall ball competitions going on we're going to do some some trivia to see who knows the playbook and who doesn't and uh Ooh, do some cool. other do <laughs> some other fun do some other fun stuff uh so you know we're gonna we're gonna keep plugging away here and make the best of it i like
0: season. that i like that trivia one that's a that's a tricky one i think i would think yeah. Yeah, it's... Drop
1: some plays. see who's yeah, been paying attention, yeah. see what's going
0: on. Well, you guys are continuing to work. or Your team's continuing to work. Other teams are continuing to work. We're also going to continue to work. Uh, we're going to keep doing the podcast. Um, we'll get into uh, later on a, a couple of things that we're going to try to do for the rest of the spring. Um, but, of course, you can, you can always reach out to us, um, send us questions and feedback, or... Maybe even suggestions on what we could talk about uh, by sending an email to at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, the show will be posted uh, every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com.
1: You know, Joe, you kind of you kind of reminded me there that you know we were as we were talking about how we wanted to move forward. You know, we we would love to hear from viewers and listeners uh about you know maybe maybe kids that they'd want to hear interviewed or coaches you know learn about different programs what they do so if you have suggestions for us uh please feel free to reach out but I, I you know as we talked i mean is that still the plan going forward that maybe we'd reach out to coaches and players and bring some people different people on to talk yeah, about
0: i think i year? think uh you know it, it's kind of we we kind of i think joked about this the first week that it's kind of um you know with with uh, our previous uh, location that we did this at closing, uh, Riverside Barbecue, closed up in December. We were going to need to find a loca- another location. Obviously, we can't do that right now. Um, but it kind of forced us to uh, try something different. And we found out that um, doing this over the phone is actually a fairly easy, uh, well, maybe not easy, but it's a, it, it's an easier process than maybe what we originally thought it was going to be. Um, and we figured that, you know what, if, if we can get one of us on the phone, um, maybe we could get two. Uh, So if someone, you know, yeah, I think moving forward, we definitely would love to have um, some guests, anybody that, um, you know, wants to talk about the, you know, what they're going through or or what they were, you know, maybe um, how they're, they're kind of keeping positive and, and getting ready for the future. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a
1: lot of teams out there like like our team that are that are still doing things. I'd love to hear. I mean, that's been the, the neat part about being an athletic director meetings is hearing about what other departments and school districts are doing. still to keep their kids engaged in athletics and how, it, how it's moving forward. And maybe if your school district isn't doing anything, well, maybe you'll get some ideas and be able to go back yeah. to your A.B. and put some pressure on them and say, hey, you know, other schools are doing this. How come we're not doing it? Right. And, exactly, uh, yeah. You know, don't get a little peer pressure going. <laughs>
0: so. A different kind of competition.
1: Uh-huh. absolutely
0: uh, yeah um so yeah if you um you know if you you were interested in doing that um you know please reach out to us uh you know and we'll of course i mean i'm sure we'll have ideas as we go forward so we'll probably reach out to a couple of coaches or, or and or players as well uh one other thing that i uh, want to mention too that um both coach and i have been talking about um this week that um, i'm going to try to w- would love to put together uh you know for the end of the year of course The last couple years, uh, I've done uh, yearbooks for different sports, including lacrosse. The last two years, Um, you know what it's been is a a collection of all the stories, uh, features, photos, different things that go up on nh-highschoolsports.com throughout the year. I take them at the end of the year and put them into a print uh, magazine. um, You know that that would come out in early July. Uh, This year, I would still like to do the same thing. I am, you know, trying to talk to some coaches and players and do some stories about you know what uh, what could have been this year, what um, what plans are for the future. Um, so I definitely am, am putting something together there. It's not 100% uh, planned out yet, but I wanted to I wanted to kind of I guess get the get the thought out there to see if anyone you know if there was interest in it for one, um, you know and, and maybe what exactly that interest is.
1: Well, and we had talked about too a little bit about, you know, featuring seniors in here and having teams the ability to to maybe um, you know, hire you to do to do some different work to to create some pieces. You you put together a beautiful book for us last year when we did the season, uh, that, you know, had individual players in it and uh, you know, team stats and different things like that. So it could be it could be a little bit of a pivot and maybe go maybe go to focusing more on on seniors and, and what they've done for your program out there,
0: right? Absolutely yeah. I mean and 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 you know you mentioned pivoting. I mean this is this is the time um I think for you know for people in my position to maybe try some things that they normally wouldn't try in terms of 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 media uh coverage and and <coughs> what we're producing out here cuz um I you know I I know I've um I'm fortunate that I have a, a, a lot of flexibility with what I'm doing because I I'm doing it on my own. Uh I know there's some other you know media outlets that don't have that same um capabilities. But um, you know, if again if, if anyone has uh is interested in something like that, again, uh at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of me. Uh or you know coaches and ideas. parents
1: coaches and parents that are listening out there right now, Joe's being a little too modest. He he's an amazing <laughs> he's an amazing photographer, he's an amazing writer, and what he's done for my program in the past has been nothing short of phenomenal. Uh the, the quality of the product that we've received from his work Uh, It it can't be it can't be top. So if you're looking for maybe something different, a little bit out of the box that, you know, a nice keepsake for your seniors this year, um, you know, please, please do reach out to Joe, Uh, I can't recommend him enough. And um, again, you know, yes, we we work together, but I don't I don't receive any money for this. And uh, Joe, Joe has been a a phenomenal friend and a great, um, a great resource for our program. So please, if you're thinking about doing something for your seniors this year, reach out to him
0: and use him as a resource. I uh, definitely appreciate you saying that, um, and I'm I'm now I'm I'm glad we're not on location because I'm i probably about as <laughs> my face is probably about the same color as your your uh, your jerseys right now. So uh, <laughs> thank you for right. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no problem. All right. I'm, well, I'm still excited. We we've got plenty to talk about this spring. I mean, we yeah. might even talk a little. We might even talk a little bit college or pro. Um, you know, I mean, there's been a lot going on. Dave Petramala gets released from, from John Hopkins, you know, a legendary player and coach for the university. And he's let go, you know, who's going to, who's going to take that position. There's been a lot of names out there. Kevin Kassid from Lehigh, um, uh, Shamadi from, uh, from Richmond. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of rumors going around about that. Uh, the, the transfer portal, I mean, yeah, you want a, You want a good, uh, you want something to do in the afternoon, check out the NCAA transfer portal <laughs> for, for lacrosse right now. There are some big names out there, especially from the Ivies. I um, mean, we haven't even touched on that. The Ivies not granting graduating seniors another fifth year. Uh, even guys that, you know, like Sowers, the, the incredible career he's had you know, even if he decides not to graduate they're they're not going to let him come back next year. So the, the landscape of college lacrosse is going to be very interesting over the next couple of months. So maybe we can delve into that a little bit too, as the season goes on here.
0: Yeah. We will get into a lot of different things. Uh, one thing I wanted to, to talk about um, this week, and uh, maybe it'll be a little painful, um, you know, because it's something that, that didn't happen. Uh, but if um, you know, earlier this week on Tuesday, uh, you know, if you had looked at the uh, the early schedule before um, any postponements had been made, any cancellations, um, you would have seen that that first, uh, or excuse me, the second Tuesday, April twenty first, was scheduled to be the uh, the BG Pinkerton uh, boys and girls double varsity doubleheader
1: rematch of last year's championship. Both, both division
0: both. one championship games and potential for uh, rematches this year, I think, in both. Um, you know, and it's been. You know, watching a lot of um, a lot of the indoor games this winter. I mean, those were, you know, the, I know they were broken up into different groups, especially the BG teams. But you know, those were they were must those see were, games. Yeah, were those were, the intensity in those games. Um, you know, was was something that you didn't see every week there. And um, I think the familiarity between both program or all four programs there. Um, you know, that would have been a really special day, even with the pouring rain. Yesterday in Southern New Hampshire it would have been a really fun day of lacrosse,
1: and it would have been it would have been fine too because both programs
0: now have turf, so they would have been. Yes, it wouldn't absolutely. have mattered where it wouldn't yeah. matter
1: where it was playing. So I believe in, it was... the, in years past that would have been an issue. In years past, it would have right. been an issue yeah. being at Pinkerton, but
0: uh, I believe it was supposed to be at Pinkerton this year. Yeah. So, yeah, because I believe yeah last
1: year I remember I think I was at the game at Stellos last year. Yeah, yeah both of yeah. them were at Stellos.
0: Yeah. So. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I mean the matchups would have been would have been phenomenal there. Um, you know, the Drew and brothers, Sean Cameron in his last game or his, you know, last season, um, you know, ton, tons of storylines there. Um, you know, first season with Brian O'Reilly not on the sidelines, how how different would the with the Pinkerton team, or the boys team look? Um, you know, and then and then on the girls side, you know, it, it was a we can sort of transition into the into the division one girls landscape. I think are we, we still
0: doing a preview today. Joe? Sure, let's do one.
1: OK, we'll do so, what we can. you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, looking at the, you know, that starting with that that Pinkerton girls team, you know, it was, it was a team that I I think, you know, coach Dezo was, was very excited about uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he had, you know, I don't think he thought he had a tremendous amount of depth, but I think he thought his, his high end talent was there. He's got a lot of girls committed to college next year. I think it was a team he, he was expecting to to make another run at the, the championship.
0: Um, just doing a little, trying to do a little quick uh, sports writer math here. So it's taken me a minute. Um, he had, you know, he had eight seniors and um, I believe if I counted this right, seven of them were committed to play lacrosse. Uh, in college. So, and yeah, they were, um, you know, you're right. Maybe not the, the depth that they, they always have, but certainly the experience uh, and the the um, more higher or uh, uh, senior talent. That's what I was trying to, trying to get to get at.
1: In, in, four, uh, in four of those seven at the, at the D1 level. No, I'm sorry. Five of the seven at the D1 yeah. level. So um, yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty pretty talented group. I mean, uh, you know, there's a there's a name that I think if you know on the you'll remember from the boys' side, Lily Osher, who was committed to Bryant, four year varsity midfielder, um, you know, eighty eight total points last season. I mean, think she was gonna be leaned on heavily this year. Um you know and then on the, on the defensive side with Emily Baker going to Providence, Caitlin Bennett at, at Merrimack, and then Lauren Lasaskis in the goal going to Georgetown. Or, that that's a pretty good that's a pretty good defensive lineup right now. She's
0: there. um zaskis is in an attack attack for them. Um, uh, I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. You're, yeah. right, you're
1: right. She's going. She's playing attack you're for right. them. Yes. Um, you're
0: right. Over 100 points or, or 100 points for them, uh, I believe, a year ago. Um, yeah, and going to Georgetown, like you said. I mean, she's uh, she I think had the cap- the the potential this year to be maybe the top offensive player in the state, uh, regardless of division. Um, and and just uh, played a uh, field hockey too for Pinkerton, and just. Uh, kind of one of those those kids that just um, always going 100%, motor doesn't stop, and just, you know, was fun to watch because of that. I mean, you, you, you get, you know, kids like that, um, you know, you don't see all the time, and you've never taken a playoff, it seemed, um, and just super talented. And would and that's kind one of one of the disappointing things, I guess, not being able to see that group and a player like that kind of finish out her career.
1: Oh, absolutely! And it's amazing—you know, the Lasaskis name, the Osier name—it's—it's it's amazing how the these families just uh, tremendous, tremendously good genes there, and just uh, you know, they're all competitive kids that grow up in the, in, a, in a household like that, all competing against each other. It's—it um, would have been fun to see that play out on the field this year. Um, and I forgot Anna Blaska, too, who another defender. They got three defenders going to college next year. She's going to Utica. Um, you know, they—they—they they, they would be—they'd be pretty strong this year. So. Yeah, disappointing not to get to see them play this year, um, but they they definitely would have been one of the favorites. Um, you know, coach's daughter Madison Basil, she, She's uh, you know she was going to be relied on uh, team captain this year. Four year varsity midfielder, um, fifth in total points last year. Committed to Winthrop. You know, another great player. They they you know they probably nobody's probably when I say they didn't have a uh, depth this year, nobody's probably crying for them. But they they definitely. <laughs> I think it's just when you when you look in, and maybe this is a good segue when you look over to, to, to Bishop Girton and the and the amount of girls that they would have had to choose from this year the weapons they would have had to choose from this year you think am I right in that in that uh, oh I,
0: I mean session? when I when um, you know, looking over the the roster again uh, from a year ago I mean it is remarkable how young BG has been. Um, well, maybe – I mean, I, the championship – they've won the, the last two Division One championships, and I think maybe the one two years ago was m- a more senior-heavy team. And last year they certainly had their fair share of seniors. But I, I think maybe the, um, the junior class uh, from this year is where you kind of um, – I mean, it's, it, it's a special class, I think, for any school. Um, of course, they have some very good seniors uh, at BG, uh, Sophie O'Brien. I was going to play at Merrimack. Uh, Lauren Lupo, who was a (coughs) four-year varsity player. Uh, I hope I don't say this wrong, but Bella Sebrero. I think that's how you say that. Um, Another uh, three-year varsity player for them. Um, But, you know, the junior class that they're going to have coming back next year, led by um, uh, Lindsey Halt, who has been a two-time All-American as a, uh, a, a freshman and sophomore, um, you know, you add in um, Maddie Keating, who has been uh, an All-State player. Uh, who else? I'm leaving other people out. I'm, uh, Emma Hayhurst on defense, uh, Kayla P- uh, Piscucci, uh, Frida Teresa, uh, and Amelia Piercy. I mean, they're all kids that are, you know, if they were at a small school, uh, they'd be kind of the go-to player. But um, all together, they make for quite a, an outstanding bunch.
1: Well, and the scary part is the class below them—the sophomores who were freshmen last year—they're—they're—they're they're, they're just as—they're just, just as good. They just aren't
0: as they're many, just as them, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, you start—you know—they've got—they've got McKenna Riki and, and Nett, who who played like a like a veteran last year. Um, Nat Kutu on attack, uh, Delaney Remelo uh, as a starting defender, and 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 Riley Bouvier who who might be who might turn out to be one of the better athletes in the state when it's all said and done by her senior year, she was an amazing skier too. Um, Could have been, could have been a fantastic, uh, you know, college level racer if she wanted to be. Um, But, you know, she's focused all of her, focused all of her athletic talents into lacrosse now. Um, Yeah. It's not quite as deep as that junior class, but there's some, there's some very good players in there. So um, while it will be sad and uh, we didn't even mention, you know, the senior class this year had Abby Ahern in it too before unfortunately she got injured. Um, so yeah, again, wealth of talent for BG and Pinkerton, um, would have been, yeah, would have been a really, really good matchup again this year. Um, you know, who, who else, who else do you think in the division one landscape should we be, should we be taking a look at this year well, or would uh, we have been taking a look at this year?
0: I think, you know, you always have to, I mean, it, the last couple of years, it's been kind of a, a, a big four in the, uh, in the division yeah. with these two teams, obviously. And then of course, sauhegan and Bedford, um, you know, Sauhegan, a team that won the won the championship. I want to say, three years ago, uh, before the year before, BG won the first of its last two. So yeah, and then Bedford was a finalist two years in a row there, uh, losing to Sauhegan and to BG. So I mean, those four teams always seem to be in the mix. I think Bedford had something like fourteen seniors coming back this year. Um, you know, and then Sauhegan, um, if I'm got this correctly I think it was uh their head coach is Marin Petropolis I think it was her last year um was going to be this year coaching uh that's unfortunate to have it end this way I mean she had it was has been there for a very long time has been a very successful very great coach uh great coach to work with um from my perspective um you know so that's going to be a, a huge hole um next year Um, You know, and then
1: I know we were watching, we were kind of watching uh, Exeter and Merrimack a little bit last year, too. They were programs that were on the rise and had a little bit of success last year as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So they were two teams that would have been fun to watch there. But I know you always like to, I know, you know, you're a hometown guy, but you always (laughs) like to like to talk about the Nashua teams a little bit. Um, you know, it looked like from from coaches comments here that that Nashua South was going to be pretty good this spring, that they you know, they've got some girls committed to to play in college next year. Um, you know, what what can you tell us about Nashua South?
0: Yeah, i um, you brought that up. glad you brought them up because they they were a team. They've been a team the last couple of years with with um, Kiki McIntyre, um, you know, taking over as head coach a few years ago it was really turned that program around. Um, her daughter, Kirsten McIntyre, uh, was going going to be one of those kind of senior leaders for them this year. I man, I think she, she was a four year, I think she was a four year varsity player. would have been a four year varsity player for them. Um, just kind of uh, uh, a special kind of player. Uh, going, she's going to Merrimack next year as well to play there. Um, they had a goalie that came in last year and uh, Riley Bunton who uh, filled in because of injury and ended up playing really great as a junior. Uh, they uh, were in indoor for the sec the last session there this this past uh winter um you know and when I got a chance to see them they looked really good and, and, and Bonten looked really good in that she's going to play at uh southern Connecticut state next year that's
1: a ama- that's amazing one year in the net fell in and and she's been recruited to college that that's yeah. it just speaks volumes about her athleticism
0: yeah they uh I mean I was um you know i was at the game where uh, and I'm. I'm drawing a blank on the the girl's name. Um, got hurt. last their starting goalie got hurt last year, and it was one of those. It's like, oh, great. Well, you know, they had because they had potential to be a playoff team, and and you know maybe pull off an upset right. once they got in, and uh you see something like that happen, you think, oh, well, you know, there goes the there, season. There goes the season. Yeah, potentially there goes the season. She stepped right in and and played really well for them. Um, uh, you know, they also had um. Emily Colburn back in the midfield, who's going to play at Framingham State next year. A couple other uh, returners on defense, Bailey Moore and Olivia Kingston. And then uh, Sarah Signorello, who is a, a just a tremendous athlete, uh, you know, also plays uh, field hockey and, I believe, basketball at South. So, yeah, they had some so a really nice senior class returning. And uh, a couple of really good sophomores that were coming back, too. Um, Olivia Johnson, who, who got a lot of time as a freshman and really stood out for them um she's just a a, from watching her just a confident player uh even as a young kid so uh exciting to see that you know see her come back and uh caitlin west um another sophomore um so hopefully hopefully those two you know there's a few other girls to step in and kind of you know fill in around them and uh hopefully a year from now we're maybe saying some of the same things about south
1: yeah you know and you know again it's terrible for the seniors but you know looking at nashua north you know from from coaches comments there they they've got 12 10th graders signed up and nine ninth graders signed up in the program um you know in, in a uh, at least you know a handful of, of uh juniors there they they've got a strong core coming back next year as well so you know it looked like they had three or four seniors this year which again painful for those seniors but you know the future looks pretty bright for for both Nashua schools right now
0: you know it's it's kind of funny the way that lacrosse has gone um, at both schools for boys and girls over the last, maybe, I don't know, decade or so. I think when you started the decade, both North North teams were ahead of the South teams um, in terms of numbers and talent and, and success, you know, in, in just in wins and losses. And as yep. we've kind of gone on here, you know, North and South, or excuse me, the South programs have, you know, had some stability coaching-wise and, and been pumping out some good, you know, good college uh, kids, college-level athletes, and while North has had a lot of turnover in coaching and numbers have dropped and, you know, now you've seen um, um, Kristen Peterson's now in her second year uh, with North and uh, or was going to be in her second year as the head coach this year with North. And she's kind of, uh, you know, looked like the numbers have gotten been able to get back up a little bit. And she, she of course, was a uh, is a Nashua alum, actually graduated the same year, uh, same year that I did uh, from the old Nashua high and was a member of, uh, the championship team, I believe. Yeah, that must've been, would, would have been in 99. Um, so she, you know, she's got some history with the program and, or at least with the, with lacrosse in the city. So she's invested.
1: Yes. Yeah, she wants yeah. to be in the program. That's, that's fantastic. No. And that's, that's what it takes to kind of, to, to, build a program there. So that's great. Yeah. Um. So, you know, sort of transitioning. I mean, I think we talked about there was there was probably likely still gonna be the big four in, in division one this year with BG, Pinkerton, Bedford and Sauhegan. uh with, you know, potentially, you know, a team like a Nashua South or an Exeter or Merrimack or somebody sneaking in there, you know, to break that up a little bit, depending on maybe out of state schedules and things like that. But you know, as we look to Division Two, I, I think there there was potential for um you Know maybe some people to crash the party this year with uh with Mary Squire leaving Portsmouth and, and a lot of seniors and uh leaving both Winnicunnett and Portsmouth. You know, who who might be that team that might that might crash the party this year in, know, in Division Two and break had, up that that championship?
0: You had um coaching change at Winnicunnett too. I'm uh, not again, actually, coaching change at Winnicunnett and at Hanover from what I heard. Uh, this year, I, and that's um, unfortunately why I think we didn't <laughs> we didn't get too much information on any of those teams is because there's new coaches and again it's uh, a s- strange times and of course like don't uh, don't begrudge anybody for not you know getting back with information on a season that's not going to happen uh, but the team that that I think um, you know really had a shot at kind of jumping over all of those teams and really making some noise in D2 was Hollis Brookline um, you know just a really talented group that they were going to have coming back you know, led by uh, Paisley Broadhurst, Tasha White, two seniors, all state players, um, you know, who are going to be captains this year, uh, both very talented. Um, You add in uh, Victoria Bruzek, who was uh, missed a good portion of last season due to a knee injury. Uh, All three of them were just prolific scorers for for the Cavs. Uh, Broadhurst had a shot at Possibly setting the program's uh, program record in in goals. Uh, White and Brusick were closing in on 100 goals for their careers this year. So, um, just a a great trio and and, and a lot of talent there. And uh, you know, and they you know they've had some um, success building up depth. Depth, excuse me. Uh, Jim's, that's well. what I was
1: looking at too. Yeah. It seemed like there, seemed like their roster from top to bottom, they had a, a pretty um, well-balanced roster in terms of like the great grade levels and um, you know, just, just really good numbers. Would Would have been really cool to see them play plus brand new opening of the turf this year. I yeah, think it's a team yeah. that wanted to get up and down the field and play fast. Um, you know, so yeah, no, that that's definitely, you read my mind. That's definitely the team that I was thinking that possibly could, could break in there.
0: You know, and, and the key, f- again, for them, you know, we mentioned coaching stability. Uh, Jim Maxwell's now, this would have been his third year as the head coach there. Uh, you know, before him, I think they'd had three head coaches in three years. Um, you know, they tried to move up uh, after they won back-to-back D3 titles at the beginning of, of the 2010s. They, um, they tried to move up to Division one, and um, it, it was they were about 500, I think, for a couple of years, and then it just, they couldn't sustain it, so ended up uh, moving down to D2. And I had to kind of rebuild and they've done that. So, yeah, I think it would have been would have been a a fun year to watch them because I think they would have they would have been, like you said, on the on uh, a very offensive minded team.
1: Yeah. You know, and and as you mentioned, we didn't get we didn't get a ton of responses from coaches from Division two. And again, like we talked about, you know, the season and everything ending the way it did. It's it's not overly surprising, but. You know, I think there are a couple other teams that we wanted to mention and give shout-outs to just based on, you know, their coaches reaching out to us and wanting to highlight some players. You know, one of those teams, John Stark, um, you know, graduated, uh, graduated a lot of seniors last year. Um, Ten seniors, um, you know, it was going to be they were they had a few seniors coming back this year. Anna Salisbury, Catherine Rep, and, and Michaela Coutier. Um, and then they had, then they've got some juniors and sophomores that they're excited about to, to build around for the future there. Um, you know, what, just in landscape last year, do you, do you remember quite where they finished they in the were, mix
0: last year? Um, they were the fifth seed last year. Um, and I feel like they've kind of been in that range the last couple of years, like anywhere. I think there was one year they, they made it up to actually three, uh, to the third seed. They've been somewhere in between three, four, five. Um, the last couple of years and it's been a, it's been a program that I think has been kind of on the rise. They've you know, they've gotten into that position and I feel like they've just always come up kind of short. Um, you know, I don't believe they've had any they've made it to the semifinals in any of those years. Um,
1: I believe they were they were they were uh, they had a They had a really good before they moved up to D2. I think they had a really good run in Division three. I think I remember them playing Dairy Field a couple in times in the, in the finals. Not so long ago,
0: 2014. They made it to the uh, the finals in Division three. They must have moved up the year after that. Uh, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's been a program that has had success, um, you know, at Division three level and and has been a playoff team ever since coming up to D2. So, yeah, it sounds like they had something that they were uh, really looking to build on. And and hopefully that kind of carries over into next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think next year they're gonna look at, at juniors, Andrea Dejeuner, Olivia Dame, and then uh sophomores Emma Edwards and Paige Hamill. I mean, they've got four they've got four girls that they're really counting on to step up next year and are excited about. Um and then the other the other school that that had reached out to you that was that was a you know, kind of excited about their season, you know, they missed the playoffs by a game last year, uh, was Condale.
0: Yeah, I um you know, I keep forgetting that they moved back up to D two <laughs>
1: 17 uh, returning varsity yeah, players. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. 17 kids back in a year that potentially D two was going to be a little bit wide open, uh, at least maybe in terms of, of teams that could sneak into the playoffs. Um, you know, so that's, uh, I guess, I guess gotta be right. Like we talked about It's just another disappointing thing that they're going to be, um, be missing out on that. Um, I'm not too sure how many of those 17 were, were seniors. Um, you know if if all of them were or i i can't imagine all of them are but it looks like from that would
1: be a big senior class that
0: would, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> um it's but poor
1: does... poor planning
0: yeah it does it does look like a you know a couple of these girls um you know coming back uh one of the big ones on defense uh three year starter and junior Rosie uh, Crocker um you know and their goalie uh Sarah Holdridge who is a sophomore uh you know so those will be two keys for them and and probably um you know that the biggest return for them will be um, junior uh, Madeline plord who was going to be hurt and miss the season this year. Um, you got to imagine that she'll probably be back to full speed for her senior year, which um, will be you know be good news for Conval. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, Division Two. I still think, even though even though there was some coaching turnover this year, I still think you would have you would have seen you know the traditional powerhouses. I think you would have seen Portsmouth win it, cut it. I think like we talked about Hollis Brookline, depending on the schedule, you know, could have been could have been anywhere from a one to a three seed again. Um, you know, Hanover and Wyndham, traditionally very strong programs yeah, Wyndham, I think would have been up would have been up there again.
0: Wyndham is definitely a team I think that would have been up there, too. Um, they had a, uh, a really um, big senior class coming into this year, uh, a group of girls. A lot of them, I believe, played field hockey together. Um, but it just, you know, looking at some of the names, it's the kind of kids that you're like, geez, these kids haven't graduated yet. How are they, how are right. they still around? You know, you had, um, you know, Erica Irvin, Ryan Farrell, uh, two Maddie Connolly and Maddie Conley, um, uh, two different girls, um, different spellings of their names, fortunately, um, <laughs> you know, uh, live Manchester, um, you know, Sydney plant, just a, a number of, um, of, you know, very talented seniors that, uh unfortunately you know aren't going to get to finish out this year and uh, I think they would have been a team too that would have been in that mix for you know a top four top four seed and potentially uh you know playing in the semifinals
1: absolutely um you know as we take a look at the at the rest of the landscape if we transition to division three a little bit here um you know division three traditionally over the years uh you know Laconia Kearsarge Hoppington Derry Fields um, you know, and I think, <laughs> I think you would have seen some of those names again, this year, again, we didn't get a ton of, a ton of coaches to respond there, but, um, you know, we did have one of the traditional, traditional powers and Pearsarge reach out to us. Um, they were really excited about their, their nine incoming freshmen this year. Um, you know, so might've been, might've been a little bit of a rebuilding year for them this year, but still they did have, uh, just doing some quick math too. four, they had six, six seniors this year. Um, so there was, there was some good, there was some good, um, uh, depth there for them in leadership. So, um,
0: yeah, and, lead, and it sounded like, uh, or it looked like defense was really where they were going to be, where they had the most experience, especially with, um, goalie, Marissa Pickman back. Um, yeah, she'd been a starter for a couple of years for them. Um, you know, I believe, I don't believe she played on their championship team, but was on. you know, was kind of one of those kids that was waiting in the wings, um, you know so they um i don't know if they'd had too much experience with this group cuz i know they've had a couple of big <laughs> senior classes moving through um that have you know gotten to again championships and final fours um but yeah it's a it's a big group to to have to say goodbye to that uh, without getting a chance to to really do anything
1: yeah. You know, one of the names that sticks out to me that I recognize, is Megan, Megan Norris, uh, her brother, her brother was a was a right. standout, yeah. was a standout. Justin was a standout uh, midfielder for, for the boys team. You know, I'm sure, you know, she'll be one that they'll rely on heavily next year um, for that team as well. Um, but then the other team, you know, the other team that had reached out to us was Campbell. Um, you know, and they again, cited They were they were a game removed from the playoffs last year. Um lost a lot of games by by a goal um you know we're just we're, we're really excited about coming into this season um again another young team a lot of freshmen on that team um so i think their big fear is and and same fear that i'm having with my team i had a big freshman class come in this year too you're losing that year of development right. yeah you know and and are those kids going to continue to be invested are they going to put in the work um you know there's nothing there's nothing like live reps and and you know do they unfortunately do some of them lose motivation and maybe not come out again next year yeah so i think that's that's what they're real worried about they don't have a, a very deep um uh, upper class they have two seniors and two juniors so the rest are sophomores and freshmen they do have it looks like they have over 25 to 30 kids in the program so that's going to be that's going to be a very young team next year for campbell um, but, you know, with, with the way things are now, maybe, you know, you do a lot more in the off season, you know, maybe it won't, it won't be as big of an issue. Um,
0: yeah, it, it looks like, you know, you mentioned this, it was, it looked like not just that they had a ton of sophomores, but, um, a fair amount of them played and started last year as freshmen. So yeah, I mean, that's, sorry. um, that's huge, um, you know, to have that experience, you know, it, it it's again, we'll have to wait and see how it translates to, to 2021, <laughs> Well, it
1: may not be, it may not be 2021, but if you look at, if you look at the way things are playing out, they might be, they might be a team that we watch for in 2022 and 2023 when these kids finally mature and and are are seniors and and juniors. Right. Mature physically, of
0: course. Right. (laughs) Um, But the other thing that's kind of interesting here too, is that they, you know, they were going to have two freshmen competing for uh, the starting job in goal in uh, Kaylee Powers and and, and Paige Giroux. Um, That's, I mean that that's lines up pretty well, you know. When you've got a couple of goalies that are, are looking to get starting, you know, a, a starting shot at as freshmen. Um, well, and
1: especially if they are doing some work in the off season too, that'll bode well for them in the in the future. There, well, that'll be good.
0: <laughs> and um, of course, I, I, I would imagine if we were we were talking um, favorites in the division, uh, would have to include your uh, your Deerfield team, um, the girls team up there. I wow.
1: try not to put pressure on them every year, <laughs> but I w- I would definitely agree with you. I mean, this year they they were definitely based on what teams had returning. I know that you know the Hopkinson team that they lost to last year lost some very talented girls. They do re- they they do return a, a decent number of girls, but I think some of the the higher end goal scores for Hopkinson, uh graduated last year, and yeah. it really and this is this is what's heartbreaking for for us. You know, as a school, is we were really we had this year kind of circled. Um, And and they're going to be good again next year. Um, But, you know, we've got some good seniors this year. Uh, Olivia Strong, who who played, um, you know, club for a long time in the Tomahawk program. She's a midfielder, could have played in college, but she's an excellent student. She's going to Boston College next year. And, you know, BC was in the has been in the national championship the last (laughs) couple of years. So it's it's a pretty high level. Yeah. Um, But Olivia was going to be a star for them this year. Uh, Sophie Brandt, who uh, is a senior this year, would have been sort of a, a, a midfield defense hybrid, high-energy kid, good leader. Um, she would have been one for them. Uh, Anna Quinn, another senior on defense for them. Um, and then, uh, you know, the real backbone of the defense that they have is is Shauna Lemery and, and, and um As a junior, already committed to Roberts Wesleyan in, in, in Rochester, a nice D2 program. Um, Shauna, in my opinion, regardless of... of Grade level or regardless of division is one of the best goalies in the state. I mean, she she is a game changer. She plays on our elite level club team. Uh, the the teams in indoor on the weekends fight for her. She's playing. I, I, yeah. Not lying to you, she plays half a dozen to a dozen games every single I weekend. Think. No lie, and then goes yeah. to basketball practice after <laughs> that. So it's uh, you know tremendous athlete. Um, and then finally, um, you know, two girls who who are also. Uh, committed to college Lauren McLean on defense uh, Southern Connecticut university. And then uh, Lucy Licata, who, who's committed to, to Colgate, um, you know, excellent school. And it's a very good.
0: I think That's I know my alma mater, my alma mater. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh,
1: at the midfield, you know, she was going to, I mean, last year when she took draws, there was hardly anyone that was going to beat her. So not the deepest team, but the, again, high end talent, um, you know, but then they, they've got some nice, they've got some nice underclassmen in the future, um, that could, that could help them out. So, you know, I I think they're disappointed because they felt like this year was going to be their year, but if they, if they stick together, um, they'll, they'll have a shot at it again next year too, based on what they have coming back.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I, I'm just, I'm just, it, it, it's kind of, I've been trying to come up with words since last Thursday to, uh, to just kind of not just to describe what this is like, um, and I'm finding it very difficult at times. And you may have noticed this today. Uh, I, I I feel like I've been a little uh, a little like I am right now, kind of not necessarily speechless, I, I, but just I think fumbling. we're all I think yeah. we're all
1: a little off right now. Uh, I mean, we, we I, I Joe, I told you I was I, I've known for a couple of weeks that this was a real reality, that right? This was yeah. this was likely the outcome, but you know, we were all working forward. We were all trying to stay positive and say, yeah, you know what, maybe things can change. Maybe we can get back to it. And, you know, based on Jeff Collins statements saying, you know, there was a chance that we would play, you know, even if we had to start in June or we could go into the summer, you know, there was that, there was that hope that we could do it. But once school was closed, I think it kind of forced their hand a little bit and this all went down while I was in a, in a zoom meeting with, with my (laughs) lacrosse kids. And like the whole meeting just came to a halt and we're just like, Oh, okay, so this is, this is it. This is the reality. And it did, it took, you know, it just, uh, it took the air out of the room for a little while and no one knew what to do. We were kind of like, we were going over the playbook and we're doing different things and nobody was just like, all right, we're not doing this anymore today. Like we're going to stop today and and give ourselves some time to reflect on things. But um, you know, I, I think that is important. I think it's important to allow yourself to have those feelings, to be angry, to be upset, but then, you, then you, the, the best teams and the best kids, the kids who come out of this better will be the, the coaches and players who accept that, yep, this is it. But I don't have to like it and I can do something about it, you know, and and keep improving myself as a player and as a coach. And um, it's hard. Like I, thinking about going a whole an, another year without any type of lacrosse competition is not easy. But, you know, we're just make little goals every single week. How am I going to get myself better as a coach and a player? And and that's gotta be the attitude to get yourself through it. Otherwise it does. It becomes overwhelming at that point.
0: So I did just look up real quick what the, uh, the five stages of grief are. Uh,
1: (laughs) Is one of them, is one of them incoherently rambling during a podcast? um,
0: I think we could probably put that. Does it, would that fit under maybe denial (laughs) or anger? There you go. Uh, Bargaining is another one, uh, depression and acceptance. So hopefully we're, we're getting close to acceptance here. Um, I'm yeah. trying to bar. I'm trying to bargain. <laughs> Still trying the, to bargain. Uh,
1: if if the governor does at some point list the social distancing, I'm definitely bargaining with my with my admins to to let us get together at some level and just do some do some small skill work or something. Right.
0: Yeah, then, I mean, yeah. It's, that's that's the thing. I mean, you you, you mentioned um, you know how, what what kids are going to come back in 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 another year and where are they going to be and all that. And I thought you know for me selfishly, I I looked at it as you know it's not even. Yeah, we may pick up sports in the fall, and um, there could be there'll be games to cover and all that. But it's not we're not going to be picking up lacrosse. It's going to be football, and it's going to be field hockey and volleyball. Right. You know, to go to think of just the thought of going two full years with without any lacrosse to cover is kind of maybe that's what is getting to, to me personally right now.
1: It's the same thing with me, you know. Luck, I mean, God, you know. We've we've obviously had a lot of success, and and you know, I have a lot of good memories to think back on. But you do, you you, you know, from basically the time you stop in in the playoffs last year in June, you put all that work into the summer, in the fall, and the winter, and the prep beforehand, and you're gearing up, and and uh, you know, it's just exhausting to think about. Wow, I did all that, and it was for nothing, and now I got to do all that again. And we're not even at June yet. Right. And you know, it's just, it's um, yeah, but that's what, that's basically my point before. Like I just can't let myself fall into that trap of, of thinking, wow, a whole nother year. There's no little goals every week. How do we get better? How do I improve myself? And you know what? It'll be, it will be March again before we know it. And, uh, and we'll get back there again. So it'll help if we have some summer lacrosse, that would, yes, that would help.
0: Absolutely. So I don't want to, I don't want to end on a, on that, on a negative note. So, Let's do uh, – I'm going to kind of throw you on the spot here, if that's all right. All right. I, and I, I think I might have mentioned this to you last week, though, but I didn't say I was going to ask you this. Uh, and I have a, I have a, a, an answer, too. Um, so Skill I'm not just, that I'm not I didn't just... know.
1: Skill that I didn't know I had. Is that what you're going to ask me right now? What's that? Skill, what... skill that I didn't know oh, I had. Yes, there it
0: is. I want to know. I want to know we're, we're up to what, maybe – six weeks of this uh i don't know it feels like six weeks maybe Um, all
1: right so i'll tell you i'll tell you right now uh, i've never
0: uh... considered i've never considered myself a great cook Uh
1: um but we have had to obviously we're trying to limit going to the grocery store so i'm having to get really creative with the food that i have in the house (laughs) and uh my wife is actually a very good cook uh they're definitely definitely a perk um she is helping me to uh, learn some new skills, and I'm actually using it in my advisory. My advisory, oh. we've been sending out um, ingredients about a week ahead of time, and hopefully the kids can can pull them together. And we've been making all kinds of fun. Normally, in advisory at school, we would have like an advisory snack. So we've taught each other how to make guacamole. We did a Greek seven-layer dip. We did a uh, we made like turnovers the other day. Um, this week we're making homemade salsa, so we're we're doing some we're doing some uh, some fun things, some life skills. We're learning very some life nice.
0: skills. Very nice. I'm I'm very nice. Uh, also very fortunate in that my wife is an excellent cook, and uh, I'm fully content with keeping it that way. Like she can, she can <laughs> handle all the cooking. But what I've what I've actually done is I've I, I guess and maybe this is a little unfair to her then, uh, is because I've been handling all of the grocery shopping. Um, okay. Because I just have. I just have a little bit more time, Um, and we've we've decided that, you know, it's better if one of us is doing it. There's no need for both of us to be going out, you know. Sure. So I've gotten down, like, a very specific plan. Um, You know, I go here, I go there, and then I go here, and I'm, like, I'm, like, a – I don't want to say I'm necessarily a prepper. Like I don't have like a basement full of like, you know, doomsday things, but I think I've gotten pretty good at, at determining what we need, you know, what's on the list. Obviously I got to, got to stick to the list. Um, but I've become very efficient in, in how I'm shopping.
1: You're, Uh, you're a logistic, you're a logistics guy. guy. We
0: have, um, you know, because we've been getting a little bit of extra stuff, you know, it doesn't all fit in our fridge. So we have an extra fridge that, holds normally holds other beverages um in the garage and i've gotten pretty good at packing that fridge up so that everything fits in it so probably that's... a lot
1: of lot of a lot of like chocolate milk gatorade water <laughs> right
0: no like it's most, yeah. no, more yeah. like more like meat and veggies and, <laughs> no no I... okay all right well that's good that's good <laughs> all right <Nice>. well <laughs> i think that is probably going to do it for do it for us this week uh Chris so I think again. uh you know oh, looking yeah. forward hopefully we'll
1: have hopefully we'll have some have some coaches and players yes, come on with we'll us in some, the coming weeks, special and, guests and, you know maybe we can if we can if we can get them to commit soon enough maybe we can we can have people watching out for that on uh on your site as well
0: yeah that would be uh that'd be fantastic
1: so for those of you that are that are out there please do continue to visit joe's site i mean there's there's tons of great content up there he's still producing stories and like i said you know if you're interested in a senior keepsake uh please reach out to him he does a great job so oh,
0: thank you and uh and chris thanks again for joining me
1: happy to do it man
0: yeah uh he is chris Hetler, Dairyfield boys head lacrosse coach and also athletic director at Dairyfield. Uh, i am joe marcellina thanks again for listening